So, sir, here, if you'll review this 50-page document and sign on the dotted lines, you'll be the owner of your new home. My wife and I are so happy to have something that's all ours. Oh, yes. It'll be a wonderful place to live for some time. And, of course, a wonderful place to die. Excuse me? I believe that you'll enjoy many aspects of this home, including your death. Uh... <laughs> Please sign here. Wait, I, I'm just a bit hung up with the death part you keep talking about. Well, everyone will die. I think the bedrooms would be a great place to do it, or perhaps suddenly in the kitchen. The foyer or patio are tricky, because the windows... Hmm, neighbors might see your corpse, which would ultimately drive down the resale value. I... Wouldn't recommend that, but that's neither here nor there. Please sign here. Hello, and welcome to Before Words, where we explore the meanings and origins of the words we use each and every day. I'm your host, 12 Pillows is Enough for Me, Adam Couchy. Today, we'll be talking about the most boring word in the English language. <sighs> Sorry about that. Mortgage. Talk about a snooze fest. Buying a home is a key source of joy for many people. It allows for a sense of peace, security, and control that you might not have with a rental. It's a place to forge a future and start a family. However, the document most associated with homeownership, the mortgage, is ironically a source of confusion, intense stress, sleepless nights, and lost time. If you know the term's roots, then you're acutely aware of its sadistic sense of humor. The root of the word comes from 13th century France, where the two words mort and gage were used together, literally meaning death pledge. If you were a rural Frank, the meaning of the word often became physical manifestation. Homes were passed through generation to generation, and without hospitals, it was highly likely you'd die in your home and that your remains would be buried in the surrounding plot of land. The document that you signed with your lender became rather prophetic in a way. While seemingly morbid, the pledge is really a reference to the signed contract, and the death part is referring to the subsequent death of that contract through payment or lack thereof. Of course, this practice has been rife with sharks, and many of the earliest mentions of mortgages reference the frequently corrupted dynamic between the mortgager and the mortgagee. While out of frustration, we may say that a lender can go to hell. Historical texts as far back as Dante's Inferno state that abusive lenders have a place in Hades or hell. From ancient times until the 15th century, there were no laws to protect the mortgager. So while the contract existed, it was there more as a record of what was owned and owed between the two parties. Judgment was rarely settled, as the courts of the time were partial to the party that could pay more insert American capitalist music. As a mortgager, there was a very high likelihood that the interest rate on your loan may just change at the will of the lender. This highly accurate dialogue was commonplace. Well, chap, I've noticed your glass business in town is selling out each week. Yes, it is my life's work. I may even have a visit with the prince. How wonderful. The prince is a wealthy man. Now, let's talk business. Over the next two-year term, you'll owe me 5% more interest on each payment. I can't afford to pay that. The neighborhood has improved, and so have the prices on your products. 
Yes, but that's because I've invested to make better goods than anyone else. Kind sir, you have the company of the prince. He will pay top dollar for your glass. I don't believe I should be charging him more simply because of his status. Do as you will. Just have the next payment on my doorstep with the added 5%. Or perhaps we move one of those fancy new coffee shops I've been hearing about into your space. They're quite the rage right now. I'll complain to the prince when he comes to my shop. Certainly do. My daughter is soon to be wed to his illegitimate son, who also happens to be rather good at breaking ribs. <laughs> eh, we'll see how it goes. Thus concludes this highly accurate historical dialogue. As officials began to recognize these injustices, the court slowly framed laws that better benefited the borrower. Legally speaking, things have improved to their favor ever since. Better laws protecting the mortgager slowly led to a stagnant market in the opposing direction. Where in the early 1900s, lenders often would not offer a mortgage unless they could put down 50% of the asking price. Of course, it was a highly racist marketplace, and mortgage discrimination consistently leveraged people of little equity into situations they would normally never agree to. Once again, cue American flag music. Most egregiously, post-abolition, there were massive land grabs made to swipe property from black Americans who weren't given the proper documentation. This made it impossible to pass along property through wills and allowed the market to open up to corrupt lenders to take the property at extremely low costs through one of the property's heirs. This is money lending, and of course, there are countless stories of predatory loans. As recently as 15 years ago, we were playing around with fluctuating mortgage rates and delightfully simplistic approval processes that helped crash our entire economy. Oh, I'm sorry, sweet child. Did you lose a hundred billion of your friend's money? It's okay. You have a cute face. So here's the money back. Of course nobody saw it coming. And surely, surely we have learned our lesson from the crash. No doubt this will never happen again because there are so many historical lessons that bad behavior is never rewarded. Wow. That was weird. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. If you want to start a new life, Go get a death pledge. <laughs> Sorry. Go get a mortgage, is what I meant. I'll refer you to my lender buddies, Tony and Rocco. They offer great rates that you can refuse. Anyhow, this has been Before Words. I'm your host, and somebody pruning away in a bathtub while he's been naked this whole podcast, Adam Couchy. 